everybody, and welcome to Beyond the Mat. I can't even say this anymore because it's no longer the weekly episodic podcast where we bring you the latest in news, reviews, rumors, and all the buzzes going on in the world of professional wrestling because the last month we've been on a slight sabbatical, and that's more so because of me due to work and, well, I got married. Yeah, that, that happens. Somewhere out there, there is a Mrs. DM who's just as bad as me. I want you to wrap that around your heads. There is someone that is actually able to put up with my bullshit. And it's worse than me. Yeah. Good evening, everybody. I am DM, and I am joined, as always, by Alex. Howdy, everybody. It's been quite a while. We have a lot to catch up on, and we'll get to it as we get to it. So, Alex, how in the hell have you been? Um, I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, the world is still turning. Yes, the world is still turning. Uh, there'll be a couple topics we talk about before we even get into the show. Um, you got WWE 2K17. Yeah, I've been playing the living hell out of it to the point where I'm not even, um, I'm actually losing sleep. Um, which is really strange. I guess, you know, because I'm like, I'm really into creating things because I've always been a, I, I've always been one of those kids who likes to draw shit in school and I always did the art programs and all that shit and so when I got these games I always made stuff. That and I, I just enjoyed WWE games anyway. But um and they they keep patching it and now it's not nearly as fucking <laughs> it was it was a pretty raw game when it came out. Uh, I mean, it was a, it, it was good, but it had some. It was raw, man. It was a. Uh, it it was a. Uh, you could tell it was a yearly release that they that they. Uh, that I think that's the main problem. Actually, is that this game is like. Okay, so for the longest time, it was owned by THQ. Correct. And Yuke's Media makes it, which is a Japanese team. Well, okay, they make, they do the gameplay. They've been doing the the main chunk of the programming for, oh God, like fifteen years. And uh, and then Visual Concepts took over after they kicked THQ out because THQ went bankrupt. And uh, Visual Concepts and, and 2K have been doing all the mocap and all the fancy shit and the graphics and all the new stuff. And uh, they gutted the game with 2K15 because they were like, okay, this game is severely fucked up. We need to start over. And the game, and it, ha- and, and it had a great start with 2K15, but it was missing a lot of things. And I knew what they were going for. They're like, because I could, I could tell from 15, it was like, everything is missing. This is, this is shit. But the stuff that was there was really good. It's like, this is a great foundation. And then 16 was like, wow, this is, it's really getting somewhere. 17 had a lot of good stuff, but you could tell there was a lot of bugs. And it's like, and, and the thing is, is that this is a fucking yearly series, and you, and WWE's like, you put that fucking series out at November every fucking year, or you're fired, goddammit. Yeah, and downtown, it's like, downtown, downtown, <laughs> yeah, downtown. Yeah, and it's, it's like, I am so, so tired of that song now. Um, I, I, I want to just claw my eyes out. It's like, and I the get thing it. is, if they were allowed to just have more time to make these games, and or maybe just do, not even, like, 
if they could just update the game over the course of years and then maybe put out a new game every now and then and um, just work on the game, work on the game, and work on the game, and uh, they could do some really good shit because what they have is really good. The problem is is that they have to release a new game every year. And, like, you can see the potential. Like, the potential is there. It's like, wow, they can do some really cool shit in just a year, but it's buggy. And, and like, the other problem is with any kind of game where they give you this much freedom, there is no fucking way in hell they're going to catch every single little bug. It's impossible. Not with the amount of people they have. And I can tell you they don't have that many people. Because it's fucking... It's it's not... They're not a AAA studio. It's it's 2K is not a... Tri- I mean, not, at least not the WWE fucking uh, 2K. The people who make the WWE games... I mean, I mean it's Yukes, which is like a Japanese developer who, who makes the WWE games. It's like nobody even knows who they are. It's probably like fucking 20 people in an office... And then you've got visual concepts. I don't even know who the fuck they are. They used to make th- some of the action figures too. Yeah, they're they're that's probably like fifty people, maybe a hundred people. I mean, it's like, and you're you're telling me that they're supposed to bug test a game where you've got like thousands of moves, and then you've got a creation mode where you can do pretty much anything you could possibly want for create a character and then create a move set and then create an arena and then create a show and then it's just you, they gave you the keys to the fucking castle and it's really awesome but there's no way to fucking bug test that in a year and make all these new modes and do all this new stuff and it's just I don't want to say people are being unreasonable cuz they're not they have every right to bitch uh because I've seen some of the bugs. Personally, I, I haven't had any of the bad bugs, but I've I, I know that people are having a couple of problems with the game. Personally, I've I've seen one the most recent patch fix pretty much every problem, I think. But uh, I've been losing sleep playing a game. I think it's pretty darn fun. But I guess that's what, all that really matters as long as it's fun and you can go back to it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, online, they finally fixed some of the online problems, though there is another move that's, that needs to get fixed, so that the, uh, it's, it's currently having a re- an unreversible problem to where you, basically you're just screwed if you get hit with it, so, there was a, there was a move like that last year that needed to get addressed and they fixed it, and, so I'm sure they'll fix that since there's like six more patches on the way, cause they have to, since there's DLC coming out, they'll they'll nab that at some point. But yeah, I mean, I'll stay up into the late hours doing God just fucking making things and yeah. Uh but I would say it's a it's a pretty fun game just for I mean just just for, you know, making things and then walking around and then fucking being able to go backstage like in the olden days you, I mean if you, if you do a false count anywhere match you can actually walk walk around go fight around on the stage press L1 and then walk backstage and then go beat each other up backstage and then walk 
back to the ramp and then, you know, beat each other up in the ring again and then it's it's pretty fun. Like I and also I had a match where I climbed up and what was funny is I don't normally fight John Cena cuz he's not he's like when you go to uh in fact Roman Reigns is the default character that you fight against because he's actually I don't know why. <laughs> he's just who the who the when you pick your opponent He's who the whose default it it defaults to. I don't know why. I guess they want you to beat up Roman Reigns, but uh, normally I'll move it to like Sami Zayn because he comes up really quick next. I guess because S's are right next to the R's or something, or, or Shane McMahon because he's real close. And and so one time I was like, I'll fight Cena. That'll be fun. I went to the top of the Hell in a Cell, tried to hit him. He dodged my punch and AA'd me off Hell in a Cell like it was nothing. It was, it was just like real life. It was fucking priceless. I recorded the whole moment because <laughs> the the PS4 records like the last fifteen minutes of your playing, and so I was like, "Yep, I'm saving Actually, that." That did, needs they to. Did a, they did a patch update not long ago where you can record up to an hour. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I I started making it do that so I can get some of the better stuff. But yeah, I had to. I had to save that because that was a that was a fucking priceless moment. There, <laughs> it came out of nowhere. I was just like, "Oh, this is." I'm just fighting John Cena. Bam! AA off the top of the cell, through the table. It's just like real life. Yeah. <laughs> speaking Cena, of, man. Speaking of video games, one particular thing came out during the sabbatical: the Nintendo Switch. Didn't come out. Well, it didn't the, come out, but the trailer did, and that's the uh, Nintendo NX for people who are not sure what the Switch is. Th- this that is, is the that is the actual name for what was codenamed the Switch. Th- this or, or codename. Uh, excuse me. That is the actual name for what was codenamed the NX. Correct. Yeah, and I gotta say, I want it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm happy that it looks good. Now, I've been told that the video you see on the screen isn't the same video that you're going to see on the TV because uh, system requirements or some shit. And I go, okay, so it's like the Wii U. You look at the Wii U and you go, oh, 720. You look at the TV, oh, 1080. Oh, I get it. But the at first I go, it's a gimmick, okay? It's another one of those gimmicks, and I may – and I like the Wii U, don't get me wrong. But you look at the library of games that they have and you go, this is it? Uh, what the fuck? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I mean, you can only play Mario Kart and Mario Party and Smash Brothers so many times where it's like, okay, can, is there, like, anything else? Where's Street Fighter? Where's Mortal Kombat? Where's um, all the RPGs? Where, where the fuck is everything? And it took, I think, a day or two after the Switch trailer was released that you saw all the companies that are going to it, and I went, oh, my God, this is a thing. I saw, well, I mean, people were saying, I mean, there were lists after lists long before the the Switch debuted uh, that were saying not only was the NX at the time, which would become the Switch, was going to be incredibly amazing, like power-wise, at least for what it was. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be like a juggernaut, but for a little portable that's also going to be a home system um, it's going to be quite powerful 
Um, there was also a ton of companies that said they were going to uh, were going to be on board, and then sure enough, as soon as um, the or the uh, Switch trailer actually came out, yeah, you got to see all the the companies officially saying that they were supporting it, and uh, I was after seeing the trailer myself. I was very happy because um, it didn't look very gimmicky. I mean, yeah, it looked... I mean, it had the little... Okay, this is a Switch. You can switch the controllers off, and you can... It's like, whatever. I mean, that's kind of gimmicky, but it's... It it wasn't gimmicky enough to, like, turn me off. And technically nothing could have turned me off because it's Nintendo, and Nintendo have always treated me right. Well, that's true. I mean, it could have been fucking dog shit, and I would have bought it anyway because Nintendo have done me right for my... God, for 28 years now. And, uh... I mean, I've bought every single one of their systems. I mean, except the NES, because my sister bought that one, and we owned it together. When I was a small child. Well, the NES Classic just came out, so... <laughs> yeah, I guess I could get that. You can go buy that one now. Which, good uh, luck finding it. Uh, but, um... When I saw it, it was just like, okay, yeah, you can switch... You can take the two pieces of the controller off, you can hook it onto the mini-screen, which is actually not very small at all. It's almost the size of the, uh... If not, maybe even bigger than the Wii U screen... But it's not as heavy and unwieldy as that one because I hate the Wii U gamepad. Uh, I I really do. I I fucking hate the Wii U gamepad. But that's, I mean, this is an actual portable, so I could get used to that. Plus, you can take it off and set it up on a little kickstand and put the little controllers in your hand like a little nunchucks and and. Aside from that, though, it doesn't have to be a portable. You can go put it in the little thing, and then it's your fucking... You can use a pro controller, or you can slide the two controllers onto a little middle thing, and then it's your it's your home console. And it's like, that's, that's all I need it for. And the thing is, from the looks of it, they're trying to sell it as the portable and the home console, which means they're going to eliminate... Uh, I mean, not immediately, obviously. They're probably going to sell the hell out of the 3DS for a while yet. But they're eventually going to try to merge the sales of the two systems. They're going to try to sell it as a portable and as a a home console. So eventually you're going to be seeing... You're not going to see, like, portable games and home console games. You're going to be seeing just one game. Well, I thought it was very interesting when they said they were going back to cartridges. And that was the first thing I remember reading going... Well, that's stupid, because the reason why no one signed with the 64 was because cartridges were just way too expensive. And then well, there, and yeah, then, they said, then they said, no, no, not cartridges, SD cards. And I go, well, SD cards? Yeah, like, let's realize, like, back then, um, cartridges were, I mean, like, so, that was, that was solid-state media, like, um, back then, was really expensive, um... Technology has come a long way. It's not nearly as expensive anymore. I mean, like, I have a solid-state drive in my computer. It's it's very nice. <laughs> it's, I mean, you can get a lot of... I mean, data goes much faster on a, any kind of solid-state media, and it's it's just... It's 
fucking amazing. I, I mean, I don't know why anybody would stick with this at this point anyway. I mean, uh... Well, it's because Blu-ray is still the thing. But when I was told that, no, no, they're going to be like little SD cards, and I go, well, SD cards have a lot more memory on them than Blu-ray. Oh my god, Nintendo's a genius. <laughs> I mean, when I heard that they were going back to cartridges, I was like, hell yeah, why not? I mean, there's n- literally no point to not go back. I mean, uh, especially, you know, with a little... If you're, if you're going with a portable, you wouldn't want to go with discs. I mean... The, the PSP did that, and that didn't exactly last. Yeah, UMD was supposed to be this big breakthrough, and it never <laughs> caught did, on. It didn't caught, It didn't catch on at all. <laughs> it's like, you can watch your movie on UMD. Okay, but I also have a portable, you know, or I can download it, or, you know, I... Whatever. But yeah, uh... It it looks it looks better than the Wii U, and I wasn't a big fan of the Wii U. I mean, I thought it was thought it was all right. I I, th- I would have liked it more with a normal controller. Um, I would have liked it more if it had more games. Yeah, uh, I think that's been the consensus. I think with everything, is you know the system is nice. It plays nice. It loads well. You could watch Netflix and who you could do a lot of things with it. But then when you look at the library of games, it's just, where are they? It, um, and I mean, it did, it, it did have a lot of good games that I just never tried. I mean, like, there's a lot of split games that people aren't willing to try, and maybe I'm one of those people. Like, people are kind of split on Star Fox Zero, uh, like, I, it, because, like, it uses the gamepad for, like, gyroscope shit, and I don't want to fuck with that. I hate any kind of gimmicky control shit. I, 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 that I, like, got fed up with that with the Wii. I thought it was really cool at first. I thought motion controls were awesome at first. I used up all my love for that with the Wii. That's, that's all done with me. <laughs> I don't ever want to do it ever again. Like, I did that once, and, uh, like, when I first got the Wii, and I did bowling and baseball and golf, and and that was really fun for a small amount of time, and uh, after playing Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 with that fucking nunchuck and Wiimote, and realizing that this is a really great game hampered by a fucking stupid Wiimote that it just absolutely did not need... I was like, ah, you don't need this. You absolutely do not need gimmick controls for some, you know, for good games. I made and that so, realization when the new Mario Brothers came out, the one for the Wii and the Wii U. And they go, "Here's your controller. It's the and it's the regular Wiimote, and you just turn it, and you go, wow, I only need two buttons. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we we need to go back to this." And I think that's what they're starting to kind of realize. Just just stick with what works. But I yeah, I think it. I think it looks. I think it looks good. I think it looks better than. Um, hell, I'll say it looks better than the Wii. I mean, I, I think it, uh, the Wii made them lots of money, though. 
So uh, I guess we can't completely throw gimmicks out the window because that shit made them fucking mad cash. Well, you know they're going to still have motion controls, but I don't think the attention is going to be focused on it anymore because not even the PlayStation or the Xbox really do it much anymore. No, now it's VR. And I don't think that'll ever catch on. Uh, At least I don't, but, um, I, don't, I don't think. Speaking of catching on, something else happened over uh, our sabbatical. I go away to get married, and America, you lost your shit. Not because I got married, but because we have a new president, and his name is Donald Trump. Well, not, he's not quite president yet, but he is the president-elect. I have never seen such dichotomy in a country than this election. Um... Uh, you know what I, I you know what I want to say is strange. Are the people um, rioting and freaking out? And he hasn't even done anything yet. No, he hasn't. What all this election has taught me is this country is worse off than I really thought. I have never seen a, so many people argue and complain and bicker and scream and moan and pout and conjole and threaten and scream and cry than this election. If Hillary did not win, there was going to be a riot. If Trump did not win, there was going to be a riot. It was... you. I, I have never been more bullied in my life than during this election. Because if I voted for Trump, that meant that I was a racist, a bigot, a uh, misogynist. You know, every nasty thing you could be, you were if you voted for Trump. Okay, okay, you know, fun fact, guys. All right, uh, get ready to stone me. Get ready to stone me and call me a racist bigot, okay? Uh, uh, let's see, I did early voting. Well, you are from Texas. Get, uh, get, I did early voting. Guess who I voted for? Now, uh, this wasn't, at first, the easiest, um, the easiest vote, but over time... It made sense to me. I thought about it. I was like, you know, I didn't just listen to the media. I was just like, you know, I looked into it. I really thought about it. I was like, you know, I don't believe all the bullshit. I kind of just, you know, thought and thought. And I was like, hey, you know, okay, so he talked about grabbing pussy when he was a young playboy. And and it's like, you know, personally, I don't give a fuck about his fucking personal life and all the crazy shit. You know, I was like, you know, can this guy run the country? And it's like... Sure, why not? Uh, I'll give it a go. And I was like, I voted for Trump. Fucking stone me. I, I don't care. It's just, I, I did it. I voted for Trump. I think the big problem with this election is people got, people like, you know, everyday people got way too involved with this election than they needed to. You had feminist groups and... uh I hate to just pick on the feminists, but they're pretty much the reason for this whole thing. Every group you can think of, and I mean all of them, were invested in this election. Someone was getting pissed off at the end of it. My stance was, look, I can't trust a dicta- uh, a politician whose emails mysteriously vanished. And I don't really like a guy who boasts and brags about how we need to get rid of the Mexicans, we need to uh, build a wall, we have to grab people by the pussy, we have to uh, 
you know, he'll say, oh, fuck people that have abortions, uh, the gay people have no right. I can't support that either. So, when asking me who to vote for, you're basically saying, do I want to lose my dick or do I want to lose my sight? I don't want to lose either one. So, my answer is, no. <laughs> I, and then you look at the policies and you go, look, Trump's policies, they could work. They might work. I mean, they're not bad. They're really not that bad. I just can't believe that so many people, so many people are riding in the streets and California wants to separate from the country. And that's usually Texas that wants to do that. This is California that's like, nope, 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 fucking uh, grab the saw and let's cut the fucking state and get the fuck out of here. Fuck America. We don't need this shit. And... It reminds me of uh, a participation trophy. All the kids didn't get their participation trophies and they're bitching about it. Well, you lost. Get the fuck over it. The Undertaker's streak is broken. Get the fuck over it, okay? It's it's over. Deal with it. Four- and it's, uh, you know, I, I think I, I'm just, people- I'm in shock. I'm in absolute shock that... People are riding in the streets, and they have news reporters interviewing these people going, oh, people need to die. This is bullshit. And fucking <laughs> Black Lives Matter. It's like, no, now we're getting the Black Lives Matter people. Now we're getting the LGBT involved. Now we're getting the KKK involved. If you, no, people you know think what I'm summarizing, this is all true. Every fucking group is getting involved. It's going to be really, sparkles and bullets really here funny. pretty soon. If you watched right after he won, I my mom switched over to CSNBC, and she watched. Fuck, I don't, I don't remember her name, but she's like, "Well, we can get ready now for a for a four years of what can be considered what can what can can be considered a a uh, Hitler like reign of of terror." And <laughs> I was like, "Come on, really?" I mean. Okay, look, I'm not saying Trump is a saint, but Jesus, really, really, come on now. I mean, I think, I think the problem is, like, people are, people wanted to vote with their hearts and not their brains. I mean, I didn't vote with, I didn't vote for Trump because I thought he was some amazing human being who was gonna, like, go out and kiss babies and, and you know, create puppies out of thin air with rainbows and shit. That's that's not why I did it. I, I voted for him because I thought you know he could get the country on track. You know, I, that had nothing to do with his personal life or how you know he is as a person. I, you know, I'm thinking of him because he's a shrewd businessman and I think he can he can get shit done. That's that's that was it. I mean, I don't think he's an awful person, but I don't think he's the greatest person either. I just thought, you know, as president, he can get shit done. That was it. It'd be uh, like if Vince McMahon ran for the presidency. You would pick, dig up all the shit that he did, and people would still sit there and go, no, nah, we can elect him. He, he'd make a great president. He'll get the shit going. And then you have the people on the other side that are getting ready to grab each other by the pussy and cut the nation in half and leave. It's, and it's like, and you got to think, you know, uh... Donald Trump, okay, yeah, he said some... I have said worse shit than Donald Trump on a daily basis, probably. (laughs) I mean, mean, he talked about in private to some other guy grabbing chicks by the pussy because he was talking about, like, 
He was like, "What? Well, how did that conversation go?" I remember I heard the whole thing. I I listened to it. It was like he was like, "Yeah, man, uh, these girls, I can, uh, yeah, you can just you can grab them by the pussy." And he was talking about taking some girl out and buying her earrings and grabbing her by the pussy and like he was talking about his game, like his uh, like his uh, his game. I can't think of a better word to say it than that. Like his his Trump Scout game. Yeah, ba- that's basically what he was saying. He was saying he he was uh, that's what he was talking about. He was trying to say he he was a sexy man, and he was talking about trying to get it on with some chick. And and the guy, the other guy, kind of got in trouble too, and he had to apologize. But he still has his job. <laughs> For, <laughs> I, <laughs> but he, he all he had to do was just say, "Oh, sorry, guys, <laughs> my bad." And uh, and Trump got roasted for it, but he well he got elected president. So, well, how did he become? But, how did he become elect president elect? He grabbed it by the pussy. Uh, well, he did. He, he I don't think he he actually did it. He was just saying you can grab her by the pussy, though. <laughs> you can do it. And but yeah, my my whole issue though was that people are people are like you 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 can't you can't when you're when you're trying to elect someone for like an official. An, an official status for like a government, you you, you got to leave that shit out. I mean, I know it's hard because you're like, oh man, wow. But at the same time, it's like that shit. That's that's not even that's that doesn't play into their job description. That's that's not part of what they're going to be doing. I mean, unless they're just like some sex maniac and it's going to get in the way of what they're doing, like like you know. I don't know. I mean, it didn't even really. Well, I guess it kind of bothered me when Bill Clinton was fucking around because he was in the White House at the time and he was married to Hillary. And but I mean, you know, if you're, I don't know. I, 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 you know, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say, you know, just try to try to think before you vote. I guess. I don't even think it's thinking before you vote. I think it's... I've never seen an election this close before. Ever. I mean, when Barack ran, it was, okay, Mitt Romney's got Maine. Mitt Romney's got this kind of... Oh, Obama's got the rest of the nation. Well, so much for uh, election decision 2008. Uh, We'll see you in four years. And then last year, or the last election... um, it was the same thing. It was, well, Mitt Romney's got a good lead. Oh, never mind. Barack's got it. And there was no rioting. There was no assassination attempts. There was no, um, there was none of that shit. And, you know, I've said this a thousand times. If people really, really, really want to assassinate the president, do it. Seriously, just go ahead and do it. Go get, yeah, try. Go get yourself a gun and go to the White House and, and do it. Oh, that's right. You're, you're not going to do it because, A, you'll get shot, and, B, you're just not going to do it because you're a fucking pussy, and Trump will grab you. So, point is, <laughs> people are just overreacting over all of this bullshit. It's like, Stop. <laughs> See, DM here is actually taking this really well because 
I mean, I know you weren't a fan of either. No, I wasn't a fan of either one, but I think it was the fact that since the primaries, I was bullied the whole way through. I was pretty much pigeonholed. Well, you know, if you don't vote for Hillary, you are you're a misogynist, racist uh, prick, and you know I can't be friends with you anymore because. And this is all true, people. This is one hundred percent the truth. If I did not vote for Hillary Clinton, I was considered anti-feminine, and I shouldn't be allowed to be in the same roof with a woman. Uh, I don't believe in uh, women's rights. I don't believe in um, a woman's uh, choice for abortion. I don't believe in gay rights. I don't believe in animal rights. I don't believe in... <laughs> I swear to God, folks, if you, I wish I saved the fucking conversations... If I did not vote for Hillary, everyone I was against. Women, dogs, cats, children, gays, asexuals, omnisexuals, trisexuals, uh, quadsexuals, uh, sapiosexuals, all of them. I was against all of them. And if I voted for Trump, I'm just voting for white people. So it's like I, I, I couldn't fucking win. I was bullied this whole entire election going, you need to vote for Hillary because if you don't, you know, the fucking, you know, women are going to hate you and you're getting married so you should know better. Well, you should vote for Trump because if you don't, the KKK are going to fuck you up. So what, which way do you go? Again, do I lose my dick or do I lose my sight? Fuck it. I won't vote for either. I'll say both and just leave. You know, and you have all these celebrities. Were these, were these like your... Your friends on like Facebook, yes, online, these or, were or... friends. These were uh, colleagues. These were some people that listened to the show. Were, uh, the, uh, were they? Were there any real life friends like this? There were yes, a couple real life friends that we've patched things up. And I says, hey, your I candidate would, lost. I would say if they were friends online, I would tell them to fuck off forever. I pretty but, much, uh, I pretty much did. I lost a lot of people during this election because I couldn't believe, I, I couldn't believe the loyalty that they had to someone that, let's face it, the lesser of two evils is still evil. Because, right? see, uh, I, would, I would generally try to just... Usually, friends I know, uh, we, we know how to not let that kind of thing <laughs> happen between us. Because if it gets that personal, that's when you just go, okay, there's something wrong here with this person. <laughs> There's something wrong with this country, and it's not—it's not the officials. It's the fucking people, man. The people suck, and I know everyone has a fucking opinion, and everyone has a right to this, and everyone has a right to that. You know what? No, you fucking don't. And the reason why you fucking don't is because you breathe the same air that I do, and you spout out this garbage and bullshit. Um, can you imagine? Can you fucking imagine? If let's let's go all the way back into to Roman times when you know there were there was shit. What would happen if Jesus walked the streets and his followers cornered people in the corner, held a knife to their throats, and says, "If you don't like Jesus, we're gonna fucking kill you." Now, now think about that for a second. That is how I felt during this whole fucking election. That if I don't vote for either one, I'm going to get fucking shot. I'm sorry, I, there's something wrong with those type of people. 
that are so fucking dedicated, so fucking dedicated to their party or their partisan group or their their people. Fucking chill, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're still living in our houses, and they're still living in mansions. What fucking changed? Nothing. The election is over. Donald Trump won. Get the fuck over it. Again, for eight years, I kept hearing the people are going to assassinate Obama. Oh, I'm going to get a gun, and I'm going to fucking kill him. Okay, do it. I fucking dare you. Not one fucking, not one fucking person fucking tried. Because you have liberals on this side that go, well, yeah, if our voice isn't heard, we're gonna fucking whistleblow. And then you have Republicans on this side going, well, we're fucking white and rich and fuck everybody else. So, fuck both parties. Fuck them all. Fuck it. Just fuck it. I don't care. I honestly, I don't fucking care. As long as whoever is in office has a clear fucking head, and can get this country back from the deficit that it was, cool. But if not, four more years. You know, J- Jesus Christ, people. It's a fucking election. It's not like American Idol. I can understand flipping fucking cars for that shit, but it's only the fucking president of the United fucking States. We are a fucking embarrassment to the rest of the fucking world because the rest of the world are going, Damn. <laughs> they, fu- they fucking voted Donald Trump and there's fucking rioting. Jesus Christ. I-, I mean, remember when Obama was elected? Oh my God, they voted a black guy in there. Fuck. So, I'm embarrassed to be a fucking American right now because regardless of who I chose, I was a fucking bigot or a sexist. So, f- I don't care. Fuck it. I don't fucking care. Vote for whoever the fuck you want and if you get persecuted by someone, you have the right to fucking stab them. And that's why I'm not running for president. Because I wouldn't be grabbing him by the pussy, I'd be stabbing him in the pussy. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. Am am I wrong, Alex? Am I wrong? (laughs) Uh, I don't have that kind of shit around here. And, uh... Among my friends, it's pretty it's pretty sane, but I know that it goes on because uh, I've looked for it because it's pretty f- <laughs> it's it's pretty fucked up in a funny way if you want to look for it. Uh, like there was a uh, uh, what do they call it? There was like a thing called presidential meltdowns where people just it's it's it was a list of people or a a um yeah it was like a list a list of or or, or a uh, a collection a collection of 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 people melting down after the election was over <laughs> and it was a uh, it was just people flipping out and like it just it was like like texts that people sent like if you voted Donald Trump I am no longer your friend it doesn't matter if you're my grandmother or if you're my or my, my mother my brother if you're my best friend you have doomed this country but you burn in hell and like it was just and it was just stuff like that it was all it was all really bad 
but yeah, there was just uh, and like people taking the fetal position at the Hillary uh, at the Hillary uh, campaign. Uh, yeah, the the Hillary camp, the Hillary camp at the uh, on election night. Yeah, there was like a whole collection of it that I looked at. Just enormous. I heard a quote um, a couple days ago, and I actually had to unfriend this person because I thought it was absolutely fucking repulsive. Uh, but it was November 8th, 2016, the greatest tragedy since 9-11. Wow! I, I had to, I'm like, dude, look, I'm a cold-hearted prick, but I won't fucking go that far. I mean, fuck. I, 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 I can't believe it. I, I don't, you know what it is? I, I don't know. Actually, I don't know what it is. Maybe the whole fucking nation is just a bunch of fucking, I don't know. I, 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 I can't believe it. Here, California is like, no, we want to get the fuck out of here. And to hear that Texas was all, actually, we kind of like this. It's like, whoa, it's usually the way around. Uh, <laughs> I, well, yeah, I mean, te- Texas was full Trump support, so I'm not surprised that they're fine Well, if you this. were watching the um, the electoral colleges and they were slowly getting towards the Midwest, uh, the, the, the mid, the, you know, the central, and we're going to talk about Texas, I go, nah, Trump got it. But we're going to talk about... No, Trump got it. Yeah, he was picking up all the swing states. And all the... He was just... He crushed it, man. And it was weird because nobody thought he would. Like, when it came to election night, he was just like, what the fuck? We were just... (laughs) We weren't expecting him to do as well as he did. I don't think anybody was, actually. I think a lot of people were expecting Hillary, and I think once it got... I said, as soon as it gets to Texas, whoever wins Texas wins the whole fucking thing. And we were still waiting on Florida, and we were still waiting on Pennsylvania. And when they they just finished Texas, and they were still counting the votes, but they said, no, Trump's got it in Texas. And when they hit Arizona, I said, Trump's got Arizona. And then all of a sudden, Hillary got California. And I go, what? That's different. And then as soon as they said Trump got Texas, I go, that's it. It's over. And they're all, how are you sure? Because Pennsylvania still has to, uh, no, you know, Pennsylvania and Florida, I says, no, no, they're, they're going to, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. I went to bed, I woke up, and I go, yeah, he won. I was right. Uh, but he did get all the swing states, which I think surprised a lot of people. And there were people towards the end that were hoping for a tie, I says, yeah, you want fucking governmental anarchy. Those are people that you really need to watch out for. Those are the people that you need to bring out back and beat with a fucking stick. (laughs) And I think it's time, America. I think it's time for a superhero. I mean, we've already got the Avengers and Luke Cage and Daredevil. And I guess you could say Batman because that's the only studio and character that they care about. Um, They need to make a superhero called Social Justice. And what social justice does is he goes around and he beats people that are morons. Like people that are crying at the Hillary campaign, they all get beat with a bat. And go fucking grow some balls and fucking get over it. People that post stupid shit on Facebook need to get hit with a fucking bat and go get the fuck over it. Stop being a fucking idiot or or captain abort. He just goes over and just, nope, you're done. Stupid fucking, you're dead. 
Yeah, I would I would prefer that over social justice because that <laughs> Captain Abort. Yeah, because social justice sounds a lot like social justice warrior, and uh, I think most people uh, uh, think of social justice warriors when they think of that, and that's uh, nobody likes those. No, I mean people that are just stupid, like like people that post. Well, I'm gonna have twins, and it takes nine months. I gotta carry these fuckers for eighteen months. Someone like that, you have to hit with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wish I was making that up, folks. I've read that. I've actually fucking read that. That's what you you bring them out back, and you go, "I'm sorry, Bessie, you have to get hit," and you just hit them, not hard, just hard enough to where they go into a coma for a week, and they wake up, and you go, "Now, what did you learn?" Because the next one will hurt. And that's why I'm not running for president. That's going to do it all for all of this bull. We've carried on for 45 minutes from 2K4 from 2K17 to fucking Nintendo to this fucking election. If you people bullied me into this fucking election, fuck you. If your candidate won, fucking great. You don't need to fucking rub it in because guess what? When the country tanks, I don't want to fucking hear it. When this country prospers, I don't want to fucking hear it. When nothing fucking changes, I don't want to fucking hear it. Because, guess what? Your vote, in hindsight, doesn't really fucking matter. But that's a story for another day. Look up George Carlin. He'll tell you all about it. Why don't we get into the long overdue news of the week? Well, while we were gone, uh, Billy Corgan and Dixie Carter and TNA have decided to circle jerk each other. And they're no longer working anymore. Uh, Billy Corgan put out a uh, a restraining order against TNA. He sued TNA. I think he tried to burn the place to the fucking ground. I don't know what the really? fuck happened. I don't know what the fuck happened, but Dixie Carter and TNA officials held a conference call with the roster on Tuesday to talk about creative changes in the future of the company. Dixie informed the talent that Billy Corgan is out of the company and David Lagan resigned last week. The creative team will be a collaborative effort with... John Gabrick, Matt Conway, and Madison Rain. We'll let that sink. If, uh, we'll let that sink in for a minute, folks. Uh, but that's kind of shit because uh, it seemed like Corgan really wanted, really wanted to help. Yeah, for a month and a half. Uh, but they're looking to hire more writers to creative. They also mentioned that TNA is looking at getting back to running live events and strengthening their relationship with the Indian TV partner Sony Six. The, the idea of an over-the-top streaming network featuring TNA content was also mentioned. How the fuck are they going to... They can't even afford to pay their talent. They're going to talk about streaming uh, network shit? Get the fuck out of here. Regarding Billy Corgan's legal situation with TNA wrestling and Anthem Sports and Entertainment, Corgan issued the following statement. Just signed my settlement with TNA Anthem. And to fill in the blanks, I'll do a few interviews next week to spell out what is and what isn't in it. But once again, I appreciate those who have covered the story with balance. Hashtag Dave Meltzer 1. Fuck you. Hashtag Mike from PW Insider. Hashtag Pro Wrestling Net. Hashtag David Bix. The true story on TNA involves a lot of men and women, and I respect and appreciate both roster and crew, and they deserve the best. Folks, I don't know what the fuck happened. It seems like ever since Bound for Glory, everyone and their mother has tried to finance TNA. Matt Hardy has even suggested. In fact, they're even doing a fucking special with uh, total nonstop deletion. 
that's actually going to be a fucking thing. I, I think what they're going to do every month is they're going to just give the company to a wrestler and go, here, it's yours now. Let's see what you can do with it. So the month of December will be total nonstop Bobby Lashley, and the month after that will be total nonstop deletion, and the month after that will be Jeff Hardy's on drugs. Just I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on over there. Like, you thought the fucking election was fucked up. Can you imagine working for TNA? Who's my boss? I don't fucking know. Um, I know Bill, I, from what I heard, Billy Corgan was trying to sell the company, or at least try to get it some sponsors, and Dixie Carter was all, no, it's my fucking company, fuck you all. And that just fucked it all up. And Billy Corgan was all, alright, fine, peace, bitch, I'm fucking out. And filed a restraining order and all this bullshit, and... I think the next creative thing to do is to go, okay, you're a wrestler, you run it for a month. This is basically fucking WCW from like 79 to 83, I think. Or they just were like having rotating people just run the shit. Oh my god. Your thoughts on this? Uh... And would you watch an all Matt Hardy syndicated show? Total no. nonstop deletion. Uh, no. No, not... No. Uh, no. Absolutely not. Uh, I, I would maybe watch one episode just to... Just just to laugh. Uh, but, no. <laughs> Folks, this is TNA. I, I wish I could say it's over, but this is beyond. Like, even if there was a fucking... Exorc- uh, this needs like a fucking exorcism. There needs to be a priest to come in here and like exorcise the evil spirits out of TNA because this thing is so far fucked that not even Lucifer and Beelzebub want to touch this fucking thing. It is dead. I mean, you thought Negan killing Glenn on Walking Dead was bad. This is beyond that. This is fucked. <laughs> I was always under the impression that Beelzebub and Lucifer were the same person. I'm sure they are, but at this point, who cares? <laughs> One of them ran for election and the other one lost. So fuck it, who cares? Announcer Joey Styles has been fired from Evolve Promotion for making a Donald Trump joke towards announcer Joanna Rose. He said that if Trump was in attendance, he'd grab her by the pussy. <laughs> oh wow! So Joey Styles that wasn't been, smart. So Joey Styles has been fired from WWE and fired from uh, Evolve. Uh. Joey, you know, I don't think it's the promotions anymore. I think it just might be you. But funny joke. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that was pretty funny, though. Ah, due to WWE Network subscriptions not reaching expectations, because everyone got grabbed by the pussy, WWE will either be cutting, will, will likely be cutting back on the amount of pay-per-views in 2017. Thank God. Because there was a stretch where it was Backlash, uh, whatever pay-per-view came after Backlash, and then uh, whatever pay-per-view came after that pay-per-view, and then No Mercy, and then Hell in a Cell. It was like every two weeks there was a pay-per-view. Yeah, there was. it was just everywhere, all fucking pay-per-views all the time. Oh, and then SummerSlam. And it was like, holy shit, we, there's like no fucking time to digest. And then what's the point of having fucking Raw? Because in a week we're doing a pay-per-view, so what the fuck fucking cares? By the way, are we going to uh, mention uh, Undertaker at the Cavs game? Yes, um, actually, why don't you, because that was the next story. Oh, well, 
uh, I don't have any new uh, uh, a news sheet, but he was uh, he showed up. Uh, <laughs> I guess I guess I'll mention it the way I found out about it because it was pretty funny. Um, someone on Twitter was just like. Uh, well, Undertaker seems to be outside the Cavs locker room in full gear. Uh, no context at all. <laughs> so there's just this picture of Undertaker outside um, where the Cavs are, like the Cleveland Cavaliers, in his full wrestling gear, like the the singlet top with the leather pants and belt, and he's got his long hair. And it's real. Someone proved that later. They took a picture of it. Uh, uh, he's it's all dyed black. He's got the eyeliner on. He's got the leather, the the long leather coat, the hat. He's got the gloves on, the boots. So he's decked out like he's ready to fucking wrestle, and he's just chilling there. <laughs> outside the Cavs locker room and it's just like what the fuck and I found out about this while I was watching Smackdown so um, and that's when the tweet came out it's like so what the fuck I immediately stopped what I was doing I was like okay I don't even care what's going on Smackdown <laughs> what, what's the Undertaker doing <laughs> who cares about Smackdown which is funny because Smackdown's actually been really good for uh, a while now, but it, I think it was like Becky versus somebody. It didn't matter, which is not to say Becky isn't good. But yeah, we're still wasn't. trying to. The, the word is still going around that Becky had something removed because she was supposed to fight at No Mercy, and that never happened because, unrelated to wrestling, she had to go to the hospital and get something removed. The first yeah. thing I heard was it was an abortion. That's just cruel, guys. That's just, I heard that too. That's just fucking mean. I'm sure it was her tonsils or something, but Jesus Christ. Um, but what I find interesting is that Taker going to Cleveland, I believe they won that game. Yeah, um, and uh, basically the reason he was there um, was because the the Cavaliers invited him as a guest. They paid for his flight um, because a while back, LeBron James wore an Undertaker shirt and put it on Twitter um, when they were down a bunch of games and they made a huge comeback, uh, three to one. And basically that was his way of saying they were going to be resurrected and they were going to come back in a big way. And so he wanted to show up as a, as a champ to champ meeting and they're all big wrestling fans and they were like, hell yeah, we want to meet The Undertaker. So he shows up and he's like, and they're like, Sure, you can come. We invite you. We'll pay for the plane ticket. And he shows up, and he shows up with Michelle McCool and, and Ultimate Warriors family, just which was um, Dana Warrior and her daughters. And uh, and not only was I thought the best part was that WWE even reported it on their website. I was like, kayfabe is dead. <laughs> Because, like, there he is, he's just, Undertaker's just chilling with uh, Kevin Love right there on the front page of WWE.com, and he's in his full gear, and, uh, by the way, that is weird as hell seeing Undertaker with basketball players, because he is not tall compared to them. Right? <laughs> because Undertaker looks like he towers over everyone, but... Compared to everybody on the Cavaliers, 
he looks about six seven. They all look about six twelve or six eleven or something. <laughs> he is nothing compared to them. And I'm sure you know with the injuries he's had, you know, and back and hip injuries and stuff. And you know he is getting a little bit old, so he's probably lost a little bit of height. But still, it's 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 pretty funny seeing like the really tall people next to uh, a taller guy. <laughs> it's like wow, he's it's it's really weird. And, and then we- uh, after that, then we found out he's going to be on SmackDown uh, nine hundred. Yeah, on SmackDown nine hundred, and uh, which is this Tuesday in two days. Cool. So then I will definitely be watching that then. What I find funny, though, is while Taker was in Cleveland, the Cleveland Indians were in the World Series with the Chicago Cubs. And Jake Roberts did a promo going, If you don't beat the fucking Indians, I'm going to grab you all by the pussy. (laughs) And then the Cubs fucking win! The Cubs fucking win the World Goddamn Series! And I went, oh my god, I get it. If professional wrestlers get involved with sports, that team wins. Unless you're The Rock. Well, you know how the, the XFL. Rock is. Uh, <laughs> well, the Rock, the Rock is kind of a fucking ass, um, and and nobody likes. Okay, I, I, everybody likes him, but I don't like him, and that's what counts. Do you um, like him over CM Punk, or do you like? Can you watch their match at the Royal Rumble? Oh, you know the one no. I went to and witnessed. You know. That's a that is a shitty match to watch now. That is <laughs> like there's nobody good in that match. But I would still be pissed if just knowing Rock won that match <laughs> because he shouldn't have fucking won that match. Because you know if if he hadn't have won that match, maybe CM Punk wouldn't be as much of a dick now as he is. You could say the Rock directly contributed. To CM Punk becoming an asshole. Thank you. Rock. Like, like, like he has an he he's like infectious. It's like a disease. Well, I think what the best comment that I heard with that is, well, you guys wanted the Attitude Era back. The Rock wins. Ha! Uh, isn't that funny? Yeah, fucking people. Uh, according to Daily Star, it's being rumored, and this is no joke. I actually checked this. That Linda McMahon could possibly become part of the U.S. President-elect Donald Trump's cabinet in the Committee of Commerce. Yeah, I, I saw that shortly before yeah, getting it, online here. It's noted that Mc, the McMahon family has donated around $7 million towards Trump's presidential campaign. So we just might have a McMahon in office. Which means... Uh, fucking Linda found a way, didn't she? Which means... If Linda's not going to run, it's going to be Vince. And I can forgive Vince McMahon for everything if he runs for election. Can you imagine fucking, like, the... Imagine WrestleMania. It'd be held in the White House. (laughs) It'd be fucking amazing. Ah, can you see it? Me, as President of the United States of America. The XFL failed? Fuck it. 
They took me to court for steroids. Fuck it. Benoit died. Fuck him. XFL. Fuck it. Fuck all. Camp WWE. Fuck it. Fuck the network. Fuck everything. I'm now the president of the fucking United States. The American flag would be a WWE logo. It would be nine ninety nine. Yeah, it would be nine ninety nine. <laughs> Which means we're only one or two elections away from Triple H just going, I want to run the bitch. And then the click will rule the world. Yeah, the Triple H would just be like he would the instead of saluting, you would you would do the suck it. <laughs> you would just, that would be how he like he, the first thing he does, he would just climb to the top of the White House and, like, look at Russia and tell him to suck it. What a big DX logo over the fucking White House. <laughs> I, that has to happen. Trump is the key to getting Vince McMahon and eventually Triple H and the click in office. It needs, this has to happen now. This, this just has to happen. Uh, part of punishment of Sin Cara and his problems with not getting along with co-workers, WWE has reportedly instructed him to now take anger management classes. There was an altercation with Chris Jericho and Sin Cara in England this weekend. The incident occurred while the Raw crew were traveling from Leeds to England to Glasgow, Scotland, for Raw. Which, by the way, that crowd was... Mm. I like, was, how we, I like how we still call him Sin Cara even when he's backstage and not just Unico. Yeah, right? Uh, Cara was making annoying noises while on the bus and people were telling him to stop, but he kept on. Jericho told, <laughs> That's fucking great! Yeah, I swear to God, folks. Jericho told Cara to stop, in which Cara responded with, fuck off, to Jericho. <laughs> I didn't know the details till now. I just knew they got in a altercation. Yeah. Jericho then put him on the list, and there was an exchange between the two, and a wild Wait, fight. Wait, did he really put him on the list? He was put on the list. Uh, <laughs> words were exchanged between the two. Carter threw a wild right hand at Jericho. Jericho bit his hand, and during the fight, I'm reading this verbatim, uh, they were both, they both got off, Car got kicked off the bus. This isn't the first time, or the first incident that Carter has been involved uh, with altercations with other staff members, and WWE has officially told him he needs to take anger management. So, Sin Cara, you just made the list. I knew, I, or I know that Hunico has gotten into shit before. Oh, I yeah. mean, he is a he is a mean bastard, and he loves to kick people's ass. Like I've heard, and I've heard that he's kicked a lot of people's asses too. He usually wins. He's not like he's not like Mystico, who just fucking you know hurts his finger and then pusses out like a little cunt. Uh, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't have anything wrong with, with him taking anger management, he probably needs it, but I didn't know the fucking, <laughs> the fucking details are great, so he's making noises like an idiot, and Jericho, or, or they're all, everybody's like, hey, hey, you need to stop that, <laughs> and Jericho, <laughs> Jericho's like, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> or no, Jericho's just like, hey, you think you can be quiet? And, and, and Sakara's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Jericho's just like, you just made the list! <laughs> he turns and starts throwing fucking wild rights at him. 
That's the most fucking wild car trip I could ever think of in a fucking WWE <laughs> setting right there. I wish I was making this up, folks. I so, honest to God wish I thought what, this what up. What noises was he making? Was he going like beep beep or what? I don't know. I have was no idea. Like, was he doing like... Okay, so he's, he's Spanish. Was he doing like Speedy Gonzalez or something? Is he going like, Arriba! Arriba! <laughs> Fucking... Andale! Ole! Oh, yeah, made, was he, he doing the like... Uh, was he doing the, um... Uh, what were the... The, uh... The matadors that they had. What... Or what... Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what... The, what the shining stars are now. Uninteresting. Uh, <laughs> maybe he voted Donald Trump, and that's what really what the problem was. Uh, <laughs> and Jericho grabbed him by the pussy. I'm going to say this right now: if I was making noises on a bus, and Chris Jericho, the guy who choked out Goldberg, told me to shut up, I wouldn't pick a fight with that guy. I, I just wouldn't, because um, I don't want to be put on the list. So. Yeah. Mm. Viva la Lucha Dragons. Uh, we already spoke about this earlier, but The Undertaker is scheduled to make his WWE return on the th- November 15th episode of SmackDown Live in Wilkes Bar in PA. The episode of SmackDown will be the 900th episode of the series. Also reporting early in the week is the possible talk of setting up a match between Taker and Randy Orton. However, we cannot confirm exactly when the company would have that match take place. In regards to Undertaker working next year's WrestleMania 33 event, the belief is that he will be working the event and there has been talk of promoting it as his final match with the company. We noted earlier this year that Cena was a top contender, a candidate for Taker if he was to work the match, but those plans may have changed. I've heard... Four people that could be working with Taker this year. Kevin Owens, Cena, Sting. Uh, who else? I've heard Cena. I've heard Sting. I've heard Balor. And I've heard Orton. Uh, I've heard he was going to work with Orton, but not at Mania. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. If they do take or sting, that event is sold out. I can tell you that right now, that event will be sold out the minute they announce that match. My only thing is, Sting is retired and he's got a hurt neck. I and he's and he's old as fuck, and so is Taker. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna work. But I mean, not only is I mean I mean Undertaker is old, but he can still go to an extent. Um. I mean, he's 51. He'll be 52 by the time WrestleMania rolls around. Uh, he had some kind of hip surgery done, possibly. Uh, but I imagine he'll be all right. Uh, his, Sting, on the other hand, is... God, he'll be 59 yeah. by the time. Sting's an old man. So he'll be nearly 60 <laughs> by the time WrestleMania 32... or. 33 rolls around, and he is very crippled by his neck. I mean, 
he needs surgery in a big way, and he's the only reason he hasn't had it, and that surgery will make him have to retire. He hasn't had it because he wants a match with The Undertaker. So, uh, it just, the two of them together, it would be pretty much going off of um, their, their star power. Because the match itself wouldn't be much to go off of alone. Like, I don't, I don't see them being able to do a lot together. Like, I think the best match quality-wise, like, would probably be Undertaker and Cena. Exactly, or if, yeah. Or maybe if they throw in the Kevin Owens one that I keep hearing the rumor about. Uh, though I don't know who would win that and what the... Uh, what the draw, like, what the storyline would be. Uh, the only thing I can think of is, and I'm calling this now, um, the WrestleMania can be booked several different ways. I don't know. <sighs> Balor's coming back. Everyone knows he has ties to the Bullet Club. Seth Rollins is going to get that belt back. That would free up Kevin Owens. Balor is going to go after the guy that injured him. Wouldn't it be something if he had the Bullet Club in his fucking corner? And then they turn Seth Rollins' face. They make Balor a heel, which I don't agree with, but, you know, whatever. And they go from there. And then you do the AJ-Balor feud, and there'll be one fucking world champion, which would free up Kevin Owens to go after The Undertaker. But that would be booking, like, four matches, and WWE's not that good. I can't see them booking that far in fucking advanced because then they have to go, well, what the fuck do we do with Undertaker? There's also, is this really Undertaker's last match? I mean... I doubt it. it. It could be. I mean, it could always be his last match because you never know. I mean, he's beat up as hell. And, uh... But you never really fucking know. You just... Every time... I mean, every year we hear rumors... That it's his last match. And, uh, I mean, hell, after WrestleMania this year, nothing, nothing but rumors that he was done. I mean, all rumors everywhere that it's like, nope, he said, I'm done, I'm not coming back. That's why he didn't go on the, the European tour, because he was scheduled for that. And, and he didn't go, all his dates were canceled, and it was because he said, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm never working here again. And here he is. So it's like, I, I think every year, he, he after WrestleMania, he's like, ah, oh, fuck, why did I do this? And he goes home. <laughs> and then after about eight months pass, he's like, ah, oh, I think I'm feeling a little better about this. All right, Vince, put me in, coach. <laughs> and then after WrestleMania, he's like, ah, oh, fuck, why did I do this? <laughs> And then, and then it happens again. He's that's basically going to be what happens every year until he's dead. <laughs> he's just going to fucking die in the ring. He's gonna he's gonna put down that final tombstone, and then he's just going to collapse. It's going to be one, two, three, and then he's just going to die. And speaking of dying, um, this guy's character will be dead pretty soon. Since making. His main roster debut in 2014, Rusev has been portraying a heel character on WWE programming. 
However, that may change. There have been talks backstage recently about possibly turning Rusev babyface. WWE officials are leaning towards the latter for Rusev now that his feud with Roman Reigns has come to an end. It was announced that Rusev will be facing, spoiler alert, Brock Lesnar in Mexico City shortly after the Survivor Series event. I wonder who's going to win. Since Lesnar, I can get behind it, honestly. I Les- like Rusev. I think a lot of people like Rusev. Rusev's cool, but I think turning him face? I don't know. Uh, since Lesnar is heading into the Survivor Series as a heel, it's curious to see Rusev's face him as a heel so close after the match with Goldberg, which Brock is expected to win. Well, remember when Big Show fought Brock Lesnar? Big Show was a heel, so they could totally do Rusev versus um, Brock and stuff. They could both be heels. It doesn't matter. But Rusev has a face. I don't know. Um, I don't want to say it's because he's foreign, but foreign faces don't really work unless you're Canadian or Mexican. I hate to say it. Well, I think... I don't um, count the Usos as foreign because... They're Samoan. They're Samoan, and that's just that's more American than American. American. But, I don't know, Rusev is a face? That's like turning the Iron Cheek face. It doesn't work. Well, uh... <clears throat> um, I think a lot of people want to like Rusev naturally, actually, because as far as foreign, like, old-school heels go, uh, Rusev is actually very different. I mean, he's probably one of the most talented foreign heels they've ever had. I mean, I would say maybe the most. I heard he's very chill. Yeah, I mean, well, he is very chill. He's very likable. Um, as His ring talent is fucking superb. I mean, he's very agile. He's very fucking... He's a fucking amazing wrestler. Uh, and, uh, and he's fucking hilarious when they... If they would let him be. I mean... Some of the so whenever they let him be funny, he can be fucking hilarious. So take the fish, yeah, take the fish. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think it could work. I, I'm not saying it's the best idea, but I, I'd give it. I'd I'd give it a try. Maybe. What's the worst that can happen? They could just turn him heel again. That that's what I'm thinking. They could try it for like a night. <laughs> like like when they tried Jack Swagger's weird shit when he when he went to uh when he went to SmackDown he do, do you remember that he uh, yeah he went to SmackDown he's like I'm gonna shake things up motherfucker yeah he tried some weird new character and it was fucking I don't know what it was it was weird as hell and really bad and he never did it again. And we just forgot about it. <laughs> we were just like, let's let's forget this ever happened, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to do it for the news. Real quick, why don't we get into the last pay-per-view that took place, which took place the night before my wedding. 
the one I had to actually miss because I was doing other things, more important things, I guess. Uh, hell in a cell. <laughs> and I sneezed there. That's a hell of a segue. Um, you watched Hell in a Cell. I, it was well last weekend, two weeks ago. I don't remember when it was, but I watched it. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go through the matches as quickly as we can. Roman Reigns defeated Rusev in the first Hell in a Cell match. Eh. It was it was all right. You know, Roman Reigns can deliver. So, and it was Rusev, and Rusev can absolutely deliver. So, both guys, both guys can deliver a good match. So. It was nothing bad. I think it was the weaker of the three. Just nothing happened. Well, um, I would say, uh, it was, I mean, I guess it depends on how you feel about the women's match, uh, on whether or not it was the weaker of the three. I would say it was about the same. I would say, or I would say it's about equal with the women's match. Okay. I mean, I think, I think the women's match had better build up. Towards uh, at the beginning. Well, unless you're but, McFoley, which, by the way, we'll get to McFoley in a second. Uh, yeah, Bailey going up against Dana Brooke. This is a throw-in match, and it was all right. You know, it was okay. I think this was the the redo match on Raw because the week prior, I think Bailey concussed herself and didn't get her feet on the ropes, and Brooke got the win on accident. So this was the oops that ever happened match, and it was all right. I had no problem with it. Uh, I don't even remember it. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was pretty quick. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson defeat Enzo and Big Kaz. Awesome tag match, uh, but the club starting to get wins now. Oh. Only. Only when it's not against New Day and and on get me started on the fucking New Day assholes. <laughs> I like the New Day as individuals, but as a team, they can kiss my ass. Uh, Kevin Owens goes up against Seth Rollins in the Hell in a Cell match that had Jericho and referees and and tables, and this was a fun match. I expected it to... Here's my problem with it. Kevin Owens needs to win without Jericho. It's becoming now a thing where I think the shine on Kevin Owens is now really starting to to come off. And he doesn't look like a formidable champion. And Rollins just... I still hate him. Because I still hate him. But it was an alright match. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, personally, uh, I wouldn't. Say, I would say like, um, out of ten, let's say five is 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 mediocre. I would say seven. Oh, I, I'd give it a six, but but you know, difference of opinion. Cause I know we're going to be have a difference of opinion at the main event. Brian Kendrick defeats T.J. Perkins by submission. I didn't expect that coming. Brian Kendrick is your new cruiserweight champion. Oh fuck! 
Yeah, let me let me tell you something about the cruiserweights, man. I have given them so much, um, so much uh, chance, so many chances. I really wanted to like the cruiserweights. I do because a lot of I like a lot of cruiserweights that are just just cruiserweights, you know, like Daniel Bryan and Chris Jericho, and and you know I, I thought Eddie Guerrero was pretty cool, and uh, but you know the cruiserweights like the cruiserweight division. I, I just I don't give a fuck, man. I, I've tried to give a fuck, but I I don't know. There's just something missing. There's not enough people on the roster. I I don't know what it is, but when I watch, I just I lose interest so quick. And it's not their it's not their technique. God knows they can wrestle. It's 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 something else. I think if they were rebranded on SmackDown, it would mean a little more because Raw's got fucking everything. They don't really need the cruiserweight division. But again, what the <coughs> now here's the match that pissed me off, and the reason why this match pissed me off is because, like, I got physically mad, like mad. Cesaro and Sheamus go up against the New Day for the tag team titles. Now. I said during the best of seven, Cesaro, do it for Strata. Beat Sheamus and get a title shot for fucking Strata. And it didn't happen. So on this night, I said, Cesaro, do it for fucking Strata and take the fucking belts off of the fucking New Day, who for five fucking matches in a row have fucking lost and are still the fucking tag team, and they fucking win... By fucking DQ. And the next week on Raw, uh, fucking, they lose again by count out, and we'll get to Raw in a little bit again, they lose again. They've lost like 18 fucking times. And they're still the longest reigning fucking tag team. No! It's over! Take the fucking belts and go, no, you can't have these anymore. Obama has been elected out. We're giving it to white people now. (laughs) It's over. Fuck. And this was a really good match from what I saw. And and then fucking Kofi hitting the Trouble in Paradise referees all, oh, no, 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 DQ, fuck that bullshit. When the fuck is fucking Mick Foley or Stephanie McMahon going to go, you know what? This is bullshit. They've been tag team champions for fucking 19 fucking years, and never once do we think, you know, maybe a third person is bullshit. So, fuck. God damn it. Fuck. Your thoughts? Uh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a good match. Uh, I don't, I, honestly, uh, aside from, um, uh, the only thing that has bothered me about the New Day continually being champions forever is that... They never fucking win. That well, No, that's not my problem. My problem is... Um, uh, the club have just been buried beyond belief. Cesaro and Sheamus have been pretty protected. They look great. So I don't have a problem with that. They look, they look good. They've won, they've won, uh, other than when they've had miscommunications, which is part of their story, so that doesn't bother me. It's kind of like uh, Kane and Danny Bryan. 
and uh, but no, they look they look good, and they've won. Uh, you, you know, against they've they've managed to beat the tag team champions, uh, and make them look like bitches a couple times. So, yeah. and they've also managed to beat a couple other tag teams. So, yeah, the night before, uh, the, the week before on Raw, Cesaro and Sheamus beat the New Day. So, when it counts, why? Uh, fuck it, fuck them. So the main event is Charlotte versus Sasha Banks. Now, the build-up to this match, I'm going to say things that are going to get me stoned I and all this shit. The promo that they did before this match, I don't know if Sasha was, like, intimidated or if she forgot she was a professional wrestler, but she was all, yeah, we're going to hell. And I'm going to see you in it. <laughs> and that was like all she really said. And Charlotte was just being a heel. But what really bothered me about the promo leading up to the cell was both of them were like, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you in the cell. I'm going to fight you in the cell. And Foley is all, You're you don't fucking understand what the fucking cell does to fucking people because you people are fucking stupid. While I was on the fucking cell, I was thrown from the fucking thing and I fucking died. Every time they mention Hell in a Cell, it becomes, let's talk about Foley. I know. stop talking about fucking Mick Foley? There have been like 29 fucking matches. Why is it always linked to Mick Foley? Yeah, he did a spot, a couple of spots, and God, fuck beyond belief. I get it, but promoting Foley does not promote Charlotte and Sasha. All that really did was take the shine off of them and put the shine back on Foley and made you realize, oh my God, he shouldn't be fucking promoting this shit, because he is fucked up. This guy needs some fucking medical help. And stay out of the fucking wrestling business because he fucking died. I am so tired of every time there's a Hell in a Cell, full, it's, it's promote Foley. So next year, it's not going to be Hell in a Cell, it's WWE Mick Foley. It's a Mick Foley match. That's what it's going to fucking call it. Just stop, guys. Just, just let the women just fucking, just let them do their fucking shit. Now the match itself. I've got some mixed reviews about it. Um, Charlotte jumping Sasha at the start and having that little scuffle, that was kind of cool. That power bomb that fucking nearly killed her was was pretty cool. And then, you know, putting her on the stretcher and, you know, she's hurt and this is fucked and, you know, that was... I could have got behind that. I would have been pissed off that we wouldn't have gotten a Hell in a Cell match, but if that's how it ended... That could have been cool. But then Sasha does the Mick Foley, because that's her gimmick now, is paying tribute to every wrestler who was dead, or should have died, um, and then goes into the match with Charlotte, and they have a pretty bang-up match inside of the cell. They didn't really use a lot of weapons. They used a a couple tables. They used the stairs a couple times, and they used the chair. Uh, everyone said the and they was... they sort of used the chair. Yeah, they sort of want... used the chair. The monkey they wanted, was cool. they wanted to use the chair, but didn't really like they they knew that 
they knew that they shouldn't, and so they just kind of, you know, I think, like, they wanted to swing it, and they're like, no, no, you can't, you can't hit each other with a chair, that's wrong. You can't. Well, I think Charlotte took it to the back, didn't she? Uh, the only time the chair got swung, uh, like, officially, like, against someone was when it was underneath a table, and, uh, Sasha got put in the figure four, and, uh, Sasha had to grab it as an emergency and, and started, uh, yeah, that's right. swinging it to get herself out of it. But no, there was, there was no official, like, just, you know, swing batter fucking, Full swing smash into somebody. No, it wasn't Taker hitting Shawn Michaels. Is what? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It 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 wasn't Triple H hitting Undertaker at WrestleMania 28. Yeah, where everyone went. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> if he survives that, he's fucked. <laughs> um, I think one of the spot. There are two spots that bothered me. The one spot is when Charlotte did the monkey flip and Sasha just died. And the announcers are all, oh, fuck, Christ, shit, for Sasha Banks on her fucking neck, so she could be fucking dead. Oh, my God, she fucking, her fuck, she landed on her fucking neck, on her fucking neck. This, that's, that's Sasha's gimmick now is just death. Like, she'll sell a body slam and it's like the most painful body slam ever and she holds her neck. It's because she's like AJ. She weighs like 95 pounds. Yeah. And then she did the um, the double knee, uh, the double knee driver. Off. She springboarded off the cage, and Charlotte. I don't want to say Charlotte wasn't ready because that's the whole point. But Charlotte wasn't ready, and oh god, <laughs> just bang! And then at the end of the match, everyone was expecting it to you know go off of the cell or do something stupid like that. No, I think throwing a bitch on a table a couple times and then just dropping her. One, two, three, fuck you, match is over. I was, I, I, I was I, okay with it. I went, you I know. I didn't like how both times they set up a table, neither time the table broke, right? Like, there was a table they set up outside, and, uh, Charlotte got thrown through it, and it didn't break. It, cause she went on, she went onto the edge of the table, so it didn't smash through the center. And then, uh, the other time, uh, Sasha, Basically, they should have powerbombed Sasha through the table. Instead, she just kind of threw her into it. And since Sasha doesn't weigh anything, the, the she got thrown into it twice and the table didn't break. So, yeah, the, 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 just both times the table didn't break properly. So, But I think they covered it up hitting the natural selection. So, it, it, yeah, it was probably supposed to break. But if it didn't break, they covered it up. And I kind of like that where, okay, it, it's not Sabu where he jumps off the rope 17 times and the table's still not breaking. And they do the same fucking spot. It's like, no, it wasn't going to break. It's not going to break. Move the fuck on. Um, so I didn't mind the ending. I think a lot of people were like, oh. Like, how barbaric are these people? Like, what do they want these women to do? Like, climb the top of the fucking cell? And they were told, do not do it. Were they? they? They were told, do not climb up the cell. Don't fucking do it. And how barbaric are these people to go, we, we want to see that. We want to see a leap of faith, Shane McMahon, you know, off of the cell. Like, no, guys. No. <laughs> They're women. 
I was just expecting to see a little color. Not like blood, like, not like, like, um, not like pulling blood, like Randy Orton after Brock Lesnar, but like a scrape, you know, a cut. Yeah, we didn't really get that. In fact, the only blood spot we got was in the first match, and that was over the arm. Just like maybe a bruise, just something to show that they were in a match that hurt. To make it look a little more realistic. I know. But that was Hell in a Cell. I thought it was an alright show. Yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't awful or nothing. Uh, it was, it was I mean right. and I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was for the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match, um it wasn't bad, but it could have been better. It could have been better, but that was Hell in a Cell. Why don't we get into Monday Night Raw? I pulled through my notes here. It opens up Ring Glasgow, and I expected this crowd to, to be popping. The first hour, they were hot. By hour two and three, I don't think anything would have woken them up. And you could have thrown naked chicks in the ring with beer, and nothing would have got this crowd alive. I don't know what the fuck happened. Seven McMahon kicks off the show saying, um, we're going to announce the team... That's going to face Team Raw. It's going to be Chris Jericho, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens. Oh, and this man, Seth Rollins, because, you know, reasons and shit. So Owens and Jericho are all, well, you know, you guys suck because you're not Canadian. And, um, fuck it. So we all start fighting, but Braun Strowman just eats everybody. And Seth McMahon goes, you know what? I'm into anal regurgitation. I want to see this again. Main event. The five of you are going to fight. Because reasons and shit. Okay. That's what they're going with. What I would have did as a general manager is have all five of them fight in separate fucking matches. Not fight fucking each other because that's only going to create animosity. But the fuck do I know. Uh, Chris Jericho's best friend, Sin Cara, teamed up with Rich Swan as they went up against Cruiserweight champion Brian Kendrick and Noam Dar, who, this is his hometown, and it was a big uh, celebration he's debuting. Would you know what that means? That the hometown guy gets the loss. Brian Kendrick is all, you fucking idiot, you, you fucking Glasgowan piece of shit, white fucking dickhead, fuck you, you ruined my fucking night. Fuck this shit. Dar hits him with a couple of big feet and knocks him out, and the crowd goes crazy. It's okay. So from one meaningless tag match to meaningless tag teams, uh, wow, we get all of the tag teams on Team Raw. We have the club, Sheamus and Cesaro, uh, Enzo and Kaz, Goldust and R-Truth who are replaced by the Shining Stars because reasons. And the New Day came out doing Braveheart. And basically, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson said exactly what I think a lot of us were thinking. This is bullshit. You people are fu- you, This is fucking stupid. Fuck this whole fucking shit. We're going to stab you fuckers in the goddamn back. Because this is fucking stupid. 
So the New Day decide to wrestle in kilts because of Scots and shit. Um, I didn't laugh at all during this whole fucking thing. I was just, ah, oh, fuck. I uh, thought it was funny. And then we get the New Day versus the, um, the fucking, the club. And guess what? The club win. Via three count. They pin them in the fucking ring. Clean. In the ring. Why aren't they the fucking tag team champions? Because Barack's not out of office yet. I don't know. Yay. The Shining Stars go up against Goldust and R-Truth because that has to happen. The Shining Stars get the win because... They're over? Well, they're on the uh, Survivor Series team now. Yeah, they are now. Uh, Stephanie McMahon is on the phone backstage, and she's talking to her brother, and Sami Zayn comes in. And uh, he lets her finish the phone call, and she's all, Sami Zayn, my God, aren't you a boil on the side of my labia? I fucking hate you. (laughs) I absolutely fucking hate you. Your fucking beard, your fucking ska music, your fucking hat, your fucking white, your fucking ears, the whole... you, You fucking are a fucking asshole. And you're going to fight Dolph Ziggler at some, You know what? No. Get the fuck out of my office, and while you're at it, take my pubes and throw them the fuck away, because get the fuck out of my fucking office, and you're going to fight Rusev for a shot at the IC title. Get the fuck out. The fuck does she have a problem with Sami Zayn for? What the fuck? I, I, I don't get it. I don't know, but that sounds painful. Yeah. A boil on your labia? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Mike, we get Michael Cole in the ring who gives his best... Yes. Michael Cole is in the ring giving his best Oscar-worthy performance since never. Uh, Charlotte's in the ring and she goes, I'm going to announce all the members of Team Raw because Becky Lynch can suck it. Natalia can suck it. Uh, everyone else on the Team SmackDown can suck it because I forget who the fuck all of them are, but... They could suck it because I'm the queen and they're just a bunch of fucking blue-branded SmackDown liberal bitches. Um, so the team is Alicia Fox, who's all, I'm just happy to be here, <laughs> but don't fucking fuck with me because I'll fucking claw your fucking eyes out. So I don't know what character she's trying to be. Then we get Nia Jax, who's all, I'm just here because I heard there was food. I come to eat. Uh, then we... <laughs> Then we get Bailey, who's all, well, it's so good to be here in Glasgow because, oh my god, it's crazy here. I mean, oh god, is it crazy here? Because Glasgow, well, oh gee willikers, oh hot dangity dog, it's, this is fucking crazy in this place. Holy shit. Now, I know Bailey is the faciest face to have ever faced the face of faces in the faces of faces. But even Rick Steamboat would go, dude, that is way too white. Like, that is so white meat baby face, it's fucking tofu. What happened to Bailey's character? Is she just, like, fucking, like, oh my god, give her some fucking personality. She just, oh my god, fuck, I don't like it. And then Charlotte's all, yeah, you suck. Uh, the last member of the team is 
Dana Brooke. And the crowd's all, well, that's fucking dumb. And then Michael Cole goes, no, it's not Dana Brooke. You dumb fucking blonde, you fucking, it's, it's fucking Sasha Banks. <laughs> and then Sasha Banks comes out and it's a big stare down and all this shit and, and all this crap and all that and, and then a match happens, and it's Bailey, Sasha, and Alicia defeating Charlotte, Dana, and Nia. It was an all right match, you know, for what it was. But, you know, okay. <laughs> I don't get why the women have to fight each other to be on a team, because it makes no fucking sense. And, by the way, the poster for the five-on-five women's match is priceless. Is absolutely priceless. Because they are booking Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, and it's a five-on-five women's match. The team for Raw is, from what I'm reading here, is Alicia Fox, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, uh, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, and Dana Brooke. And on Team SmackDown, it's Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, Carmella, uh, Harley Quinn, and Naomi and Natalya. Now, I have no problem with these teams, just they're booking it as a five-on-five women's match, and there's 12 women on the fucking poster. (laughs) So, um, Alexa Bliss, that's the girl's name. This is it. Um, okay, whatever. Uh, Sami Zayn goes up against Rusev and gets the win because... Well, you know, reasons. Uh, so Sami Zayn's gonna go up against Dolph Ziggler, and Stephanie McMahon is not too happy with that. Kevin Owens goes up against Braun Strowman, Chris Jericho, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns, cause it's a fatal five-way match. Just call it a fucking five-pack challenge. I hate fatal five-way. Kevin Owens gets the win because reasons and shit, and Raw closes, and the crowd couldn't give two fucks. Overall, Monday Night Raw was... <sighs> It that was okay, you know, you know, for for what it was, it was it was all right. I think the problem with Monday Night Raw is not that it's boring; it's they're I can't even say they're not using all their toys because all their toys were on the fucking roster. But I don't know, something felt off. Maybe it was the crowd. Maybe it was the fact that it was more promo and more filler and less wrestling. I don't know. Uh, your thoughts on Raw? Uh, it was Raw. Yeah, it was it was Raw. And, yeah, that's going to do it for Monday Night Raw. Why don't we get into Tuesday, Night Ellsworth. <laughs> Freaking, oh, Ellsworth. Who knew that random jobber that got beat up by Braun Strowman two months ago would end up being a recurring character? Oh, man. Booker T hates him. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, Booker T's like, this shit's gotta stop, dog. I mean, where the fuck is Neville and, and that other Mexican guy? I mean, we got people on the fucking roster, we're not even fucking using them. And this fucking David Ellsworth motherfucker, he keeps getting on the fucking television, I mean, what the fuck? the fuck is this motherfucking bullshit? Neville and that other Mexican guy. Like, Neville is Mexican. <laughs> jockey, jockey, quack, quack. Let me go let this cat out real quick. 
I mean, look, folks, the joke is over. The David Ellsworth thing, it's time to let the dog out. But, I mean, they're, SmackDown has talent. It's just, it's, they just focus on the same fucking people every week, so let's, let's get on with it. And Booker T is all, you know, we got all this fucking talent and we're not fucking using it because they're spending, you know, 50 fucking minutes of the fucking show on fucking David Ellsworth. I mean, what the fuck? This is fucking bullshit. David Ellsworth, I'm coming for you, nigga. And, you know, that's just what the fuck Booker T's doing. Shuck it oh, up. Oh, man. Get the Mexicans. So, SmackDown. I like Booker T, too. He's great. No, I like him, too. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, okay, so <coughs> we're from uh, Glasgow, Scotland. Becky Lynch defends her title tonight. Yay! Because she because she couldn't back on uh, back at the pay per view. Well, because you had an uh, abortion, from what everyone fucking is telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. Surprisingly, it's like when did they have time to fuck? Yeah, I don't even know who she's fucking. Her title? I don't know. And speaking of fucking, by the way, um, Del Rio and Paige have become the Bonnie and Clyde of professional wrestling. Um, what is up with... Now, I know you were a Paige fan at one point. I was? Um, well, I, I think you like to look at her. Um, I did? Maybe it was AJ? I don't know. They're so hard to tell because they're both with assholes. Um, your thoughts on, on Paige and Del Rio before we get into SmackDown? Well, I'll say that I wasn't ever really a Paige fan, but, um, I think she is crazy as fuck. Um, Cause I, I have a friend, I have a friend who was a big Paige fan. Maybe, maybe I may have mentioned that, but, um, Cause I know she, she is. Got, I know she got pinched for 60 days. And they're all, I never have a fucking subscription. I never have a fucking doctor's note. And WWE goes, we weren't testing for that. And then she got pinched again. Yeah. And, dude, she is nuts, man. <laughs> she is, she's a party hard girl. She, she, she's got two tattoos of Del Rio already. And, like, she proposed to Del Rio. And there's a picture of it. She proposed to him on, like, a fucking... At an indie show, and like she's right, she has all these like Instagram posts and shit saying like, "Oh, I can't stand not being around, stand, I can't stand not being around uh, Alberto and all this shit." She's crazy as hell, man. She's nuts. And Del Rio, who's a family man, is hanging out with this bitch. I mean, Del Rio's just like, ah, oh, yeah, man, I love this little goth chick I got here. He's just, he, it's just like a piece of ass to him, and right? He's, yeah, he's just got a little fuck on the side. He's just grabbing some pussy. He's, <laughs> <laughs> grabbing, he's <laughs> just grabbing her by the pussy. Grabbing me puta. <laughs> and uh. Oh my god, and she she thinks he's like the love of her life, and she's crazy as hell. She's just some crazy, like, scene goth chick from Britain, she's like 23 maybe, and he's like fucking, like 40, I don't know, 
40, got a bunch of kids, I don't know, you know. Yeah, I heard the divorce is bad. Like, it's not good being in the Del Rio house, but it's not good being in the Page house either because her family is pissed at her. Like, they're getting ready to just fucking grab her by the pussy and throw her in the fucking water or some shit. I have no fucking idea. Like, she said, we're getting married, and her father's like, no, you're not. Plain as day. No, no, you're not. And Dorito don't give a fuck. So. Yeah, I would would say, you know, Del Rio has, you know, more responsibility here being the mature man. But, you know, it's not like she's a, you know, tiny little child. She's old enough, but she is dumb and young still, so. She's probably making stupid decisions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, five on... Uh, no, five on five. The SmackDown. Five on five? What the fuck? I, I was thinking of the women again. And you were, yeah, you were thinking of the women. Paige and about four other women doing things, I guess. I'm five on five. Del Rio. Um, yeah, SmackDown. Okay, so, um, the opening segment, uh, WWE World Champion AJ Styles makes his way to the ring. Uh, and they show highlights of last week's SmackDown, uh, where Dean Ambrose pinned AJ Styles. Now, naturally, AJ is getting cheered through the roof because AJ always gets cheered all the time, probably more than any other face, to be honest. Or any face, because he's not a face. He's been a heel for a while now. I think that's pretty funny, actually, uh, that AJ probably gets more cheers than the faces do, and he has been a bastard for a long time. Yeah, he has. (laughs) He's the one character that I never thought could play a heel, and then he did it in Japan, and you went, oh, God, he's actually pretty good at this shit. Yeah, he just plays a no-nonsense mean redneck. He's like, you know what, fuck y'all. Y'all sons of bitches. <laughs> he's just like, I'm from Georgia. You know what? Us rednecks, we don't fuck around, y'all. We voted for Trump. We grabbed him by the <laughs> pussy. We'll, we'll grab you by the pussy down here, goddammit. We vote for Trump. Fucking, fucking, how's this goddamn song go? You ain't want none. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want none. You don't want none. Got us some farmer strength. Ain't nobody man enough to feel the pain. Because we grab him by the pussy. Mammograms. That shit ain't funny. (laughs) Go get yourself tested. Anywho, AJ Styles. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, AJ, uh, he tells the crowd, Look, I ain't in any mood for none of your cheers. I ain't in any mood for none of your booze either. Even less of your booze. And I don't want to see any of your tweets coming up later about how you met me. Put you on your damn phones. I don't want to see your phones. Travesty happened last week on SmackDown. Dean Ambrose cheated. Now he has the shot 
of his life at my title. He doesn't even belong in the same goddamn ring as me. Because of that stupid little frickin' James Ellsworth fucking embarrassment. I don't even know what he is, this stupid little mutant little bastard. <laughs> he looks like a foot. <laughs> I don't even know how he got to Scotland. Nobody's going to let him in here, but... Can Sergeant Slaughter lend him his chin? <laughs> but thankfully, he ain't going to be here tonight. Because they don't let mutant freaks here. Little bastard. <laughs> and you know what? Ambrose ain't going to be here tonight because I... He grabbed Renee by the pussy. <laughs> Me and him, we're not supposed to have any physical contact. So being the captain of Team SmackDown, it's up to me to get us all on the same page. So I'm going to help Team SmackDown beat Team Raw, just like I beat Team, or beat John Cena. And then, uh... Baron Corbin's music hits because he was supposed to be on uh, Team Smackdown Team Smack yeah Corbin comes down and uh, AJ's like whoa slow down big man I I, you know uh, uh, chill out you know we're gonna be on the same side right you know we ain't gotta you ain't got a fight or nothing. I mean, I just need to make sure you're going to deliver when the time comes. And he's like, I will deliver when the time comes. You ain't got to worry about it. But I ain't going to listen to a damn thing your short little scrawny uh, indie ass has to say, you little fucking redneck cocksucker, little prick from the fucking Georgia indie ass motherfucker. You think you're cool because you, cause you fought in Japan and Ring of Honor and fucking... TNA and all your stupid little... You know where I wrestled? I didn't wrestle anywhere. I got here on a phone call, you little bitch. I got I, I get paid twice what you do, I bet. I don't even got to work for my shit, okay, you little cunt. I can just walk back there and tell them I want more money and they'll give it to me. Or I'll punch them in the jaw, grab them by the pussy. <laughs> And then the lights go off and come back on. The Wyatts come down with Randy Orton. Which is weird. Which is weird. Yeah, did you see Randy Orton uh, last week when he was in the dark and his eyes glowed? Yeah, like, what the fuck is going on with Randy Orton? (laughs) That was fucking great. He had, like, fucking 1990s Power Rangers special effects for his eyes there. Like, it was like the Green Ranger, but instead of green glowing eyes, they were like gold. Went from just to go, Orton Sword! (laughs) Orton Sword! Orton Sword! That's gonna be a thing, though. Hashtag Orton Sword. So, the uh, Wyatt family shows up with uh, Randy Orton, 
and AJ Styles says, Well, it's the White Family. Welcome to Team Styles. And then uh, Ambrose music hits. And, of course, AJ's not happy about this because he's not even supposed to be here. And then uh, AJ, or excuse me, uh, Ambrose. No, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to my mic. I thought I was picking up the fan for a second. Okay, it sounds like it stopped. Um, yeah, Ambrose points at the curtain before he walks down, and uh, out comes James Ellsworth. And uh, and Ambrose says, whoa, 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 Styles, calm down. Hey, man, look, I brought James Ellsworth with me. I mean, what more could you want? I got this guest here. It's James Ellsworth, and, uh, you know, he, he's he's never been to Scotland before. Or, or you know, actually, he's never been anywhere before. I mean, I, I don't think he's ever been outside of his house or outside of his room oh, or outside oh. of the in fact, I I don't even know that he exists. I think he may, I think he may be a figment of our imagination. But how can you say no to that for that face pointing at you, pointing at? I mean, look at that. Look, look at his little puppy dog eyes. He's like, I mean, look at him. He's just he's adorable. He's a freak of nature. And then Styles tells Ambrose. Look, you little son of a bitch. You take Ellsworth and you get the hell out of this ring. I don't ever want to see you or Ellsworth around here again. So help me God, I will grab you right in the pussy. God damn it. <laughs> and trust me, I will kick your ass, Ellsworth. I will beat you. I will grab your pussy. I will throw your pussy into a wall. I will grab it 45 times at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> if I have to go through Ambrose first, god damn it, I will. Oh, and by the way, Ambrose, you're outnumbered. And uh shows the the Wyatt's lineup and then uh of course Baron Corbin's like, I ain't a part of this and he gets out of the ring. And uh Baron Corbin just leaves. Uh and then Shane McMahon's music hits and uh Shane looks at Team SmackDown. Uh, he tells them if they want to prove that they're the best in the business, they have to defeat Team Raw. The only way to do that is that they have to be united on the same page. They have to put their personal uh, feelings to the side. Uh, it says Team Blue needs to be victorious Survivor Series. So, uh, but first, uh, Ellsworth whispers something to Shane. And he's like, what? What was that? Uh, uh, you know what? You know, why don't you say it? And Ellsworth's like, oh, oh really? Okay, well, uh, uh, I'm going to be the official mascot of Team SmackDown! <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Team SmackDown has an official SmackDown or Smack uh, official the mascot, uh, and it is um, James Ellsworth. So yeah, take that, Raw. What do you have? You've got fucking nothing—a big fat zero. We've got the official pussy grabber, 
James Ellsworth. Take Raw has that. the list. Oh, yeah, I guess we they, they do have the list. Dang. Yeah. Anyway, Shane McMahon makes a, a, a match between the Wyatts with uh, Orton. Well, they're actually calling... You know, this... This uh, this run-through should really say this, how they're calling it, not the Wyatts with Orton. What the show called it, they've been calling them the New Wyatts. The New they, Wyatts. Yeah, that's what they've been calling them, because they're, they're the new version of the Wyatts, I guess. They've been calling them the New Wyatts. Versus Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin, and James Ellsworth. So James Ellsworth has officially been put in a match. Uh, now, naturally, uh, Baron Corbin doesn't want anything to do with this. Uh, Shane approaches Baron Corbin backstage, and he's like, "Oh, uh, hey, uh, Baron, you know, I just want to tell you, you know, you know, you have been informed, of course, that you're going to be in a match later tonight." Corbin says, uh, "Yeah, I'm uh, perfectly aware that I." Uh, need to be in that match, and I'm just going to make you perfectly aware that I have no intention of being in it, so you can suck my dick. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Shane's like, well, uh, this this is going to be a problem because, you know, I'm, uh, I'm telling you that you need to be in this match. And he's like, well, uh, I'm telling you, you can suck my dick. <laughs> he's like, look, uh, I, I agreed to be part of your, your, your dirty work, being on your, your SmackDown, your, your team SmackDown, uh, but I never agreed to be part of this uh, stupid little uh, get-together, this little ironing out, our, ironing out our, our problems, uh, so fuck that. Uh, it's like, alright, well, I'll put you... Against an old enemy of yours. How about you fight Kalisto? He's like, fine. So uh, he's going to be fighting Kalisto later tonight instead of being part of the uh, Dean Ambrose, James Ellsworth team. So, find out what happens with that later. But first, Breezango. Oh, they're back. And I gotta say, Breezango were dressed in the most fabulous attire that I have ever seen them dress in. Good God in heaven. They were dressed in an attire that would make the village people blush. <laughs> they were dressed officially as what they were calling fashion police. Um, they really just looked like gay guys. Like really, really flaming gay guys, like, like the kind, like kind of like, um, if a, like if a woman was having a bachelor party and they called a male stripper to show up and he showed up as a policeman in full gear and then he and it was basically like you know one of those police outfits that's really gimpy looking. That's kind of what they looked like. But yeah, so they had on like police outfits that had no sleeves. <laughs> so they were like sleeveless police outfits and they had the big huge police hats and they had the aviator glasses and they had kilts on because they were in Scotland. 
and uh, they were handing out tickets to people because for for violating the fashion rules. <laughs> and the, it was fucking hilarious. And uh, and so they're already naturally they're buff like. They're buff dudes, and they already look pretty, uh, what's, they already look like male models. So they're walking around in the, in the, in the ridiculous police outfits, and that's exactly what they look like. They look like, like male stripper police guys. And they're, and they walk up to JBL, and JBL's, you know, like, oh, dude, look at them, they look awesome, hey, how do I look? You know, he's, he's dressed in a traditional Scottish outfit, he's got like a blazer on with this Scottish, kilt thing and and they hand him a ticket and he's like he makes this face like you motherfucker I'll fucking kill you <laughs> and uh yeah so they and they're going around you know giving tickets out and shit and uh but yeah they actually have a uh, a match against the vaude villains and they win <laughs> they beat the fucking villains I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I thought it was a funny thing. How far have they fallen? Yeah, uh, I kind of figured they wouldn't uh, last on the main roster, but uh, that's what happens. Even the fucking Ascension has a win. Uh, Shit. Have the Vaudevillas won anything? Uh, I think they might have won a couple matches when they first came up. I don't remember. It's been a while. Uh, by the way, Breezango was on uh, uh, Talking Smack after SmackDown was over. And uh, they immediately started handing out tickets to Dana Bryan and Renee. And the shit they were saying was fucking hilarious, dude. It was just like they talked to Renee and it says, well, Where'd you get that haircut? Uh, would you get that a uh, pro cuts? Oh man, no, I, that's that's definitely a ticket. I'm sorry, that's no, that's a that's a huge fashion. No, no, I'm sorry. And uh, and like eventually, because she kept speaking up. Look, look, we're we're gonna have to go a little further than a ticket. <laughs> What's further than a ticket? Incarceration? And they pull out these fucking handcuffs that are made of fur. <laughs> What the hell am I watching? These fucking furry handcuffs. It was just like, oh my god. This is this is too much. You know at this point they're just having fun. Cause they are. They need to be on TV more often. They're they're fucking hysterical. And neither one of them are even like this. I know for a fact that Tyler Breeze is nothing like that character. He's about as normal as normal gets, and and uh, a couple of times I've seen uh, Fandango in a shoot, and he's he's a little airheaded, but he's not he's not really uh, I wouldn't really call him the whole male model type guy. He seems pretty normal in comparison to the character. Certainly ain't a dancer either, but you could tell that the second he showed up that he didn't know shit about dancing. Anyway, uh, they had Naomi versus Natalia. Uh, uh, 
Naomi is still doing some badass entrances. She did a particularly cool one because she she's she's like up in her game every time she does her entrance. She's changing it up. I hope she gets. I hope they they're still letting her do it by the time WrestleMania rolls around. I hope they don't relegate her to the pre-show or something. Oh, mine look cool on a WrestleMania set. I know. You know, unless it's unless uh, it's outdoors and it's not going to work. As long as it's dark. Yeah. I mean, like, hopefully by the time WrestleMania rolls around, we'll have we'll get a chance to see like Nakamura, Naomi. Uh, uh, fucking god damn it! What's his name? Uh, gl- uh, the who's the guy? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Guys, the, the glorious, glorious Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, yeah. Um, uh, plus Undertaker, Triple H. Uh, so that's five people I can think of off the top of my head that I want to see an entrance at WrestleMania with. Uh, Finn Balor, which that's pretty much the only thing I ever want to see out of Finn Balor because he doesn't he doesn't do much for me, but I love his entrance. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of people that have stepped up there. Oh, Bailey stepped up, huh? Bailey and Charlotte. Yes, yeah, Charlotte has had some pretty damn cool entrances yeah. lately. Bailey, Bailey, hell, even fucking um, uh, what's uh, Sasha Banks occasionally does something different. Uh, Becky Lynch occasionally does some stuff with the steam and her little steampunk outfit. Fucking all the women. Just everything that they have. Except Nia Jax. I mean, what do they give her? Cake? <laughs> yeah, she just eats her way through a giant cake. Just saying. <laughs> That's so mean. Hey, no it's not. She's, she's a big girl. Doesn't mean she's not good looking. Anywho, hey, some, some big girls can pull it off. She's one of them. This is true. This is very true. Uh, so anyway, after uh, Naomi won that match against Natalia, by the way, uh, so backstage uh, they had Ellsworth. He's telling Ambrose they don't need Corbin. Look, man, we don't we don't need Corbin. Uh, look, look, uh, we we got. We got two fists, and you got two fists, and we can do this. We can do this, man. We got four fists together. We can be, we can be the best. We can be, uh, you know what? You're Dean, and I'm James, and we're James Dean. Yeah. Oh my God. We're we're a rebel without a cause, and uh, and then uh, Daniel Bryan shows up. And he's like, uh, he's like, look, look, it's cool, it's cool. I found a partner. He's dealt with the Wyatts before, and uh, you could say he has a fiery passion for fighting against them. 
can you guess who it is? And, uh, of course, they look to the left of him, and the camera pans way the fuck up, and it's Kane. And, uh, and Ellsworth just looks at Kane, and he's like, so, so what's the strategy tonight? And Kane responds, don't tag in. And, uh, so, uh, get, uh, Baron Corbin versus Kalisto. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised, uh, this happened, because I do this in the game all the time, because you can, you can break out in the middle of, uh, entrances and victories and stuff. Which basically means, uh, during their entrance or, or after, uh, during a victory celebration, you can break out. Like, you know, uh, attack. Uh-huh. Uh, th- this happened. <laughs> it was very similar. Because I, I love to do it with Kalisto because he does flips and shit. And he'll be doing a flip over the rope and I just attacked him in the middle of it. Baron Corbin did that. is uh, doing his entrance and right as he, pretty much right as he starts to, not, like in the middle of slowing down. Uh, it's not like, it's not like he didn't have it. He didn't completely blindside him, but he sort of did. Baron Corbin was just like... The match hadn't officially begun yet, but Corbin was like, you know what, fuck this. He just tosses Kalisto into the corner and throws him outside under the under the rope, and then and then Kalisto's out of it. And, uh, and then Corbin, he's headed outside the ring, and he very obviously fakes a slip on the apron. Like, it was the fakest slip I've ever seen. I'm sure people there thought he actually slipped, though. And uh, and then Kalisto comes over there and drop kicks the shit out of Corbin's uh, injured leg into the steel steps. And then Baron is injured, and other referees come down to break it up. Three referees are helping Corbin into the ring. Kalisto runs back in, delivers the frog splash, and he leaves. Uh, the match never starts. Dan and Brian informed Shane that he was with the medical team and Baron Corbin cannot compete at Survivor Series. So. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, I guess they just didn't want him in the match because there's no way in hell that was a real injury. Well, uh, I heard that they got big plans for him. So when I heard that he was injured and off the SmackDown team, I go, well, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't... You can't play Ellsworth in because that's just giving Raw the, the the fucking win. Yeah, no, they didn't put him in. Not, they 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 put someone else in. Uh, <coughs> so, they had the SmackDown's Women Championship match, uh, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. Um, I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch most of this because I was busy with stuff on the computer. Uh, I saw parts of it. It wasn't bad. Alexa Bliss nearly had this. She put her foot on the rope during um, during the disarmer, and she tapped out anyway because the ref didn't see it. Okay. And she complained. She complained about it in a big way afterwards. But before she even got a chance to complain, Shane made it clear he knew. And he said, well, the ref decision is final. I mean, like, seconds after it happened, you see Shane watching a thing in the back with Dan, and it's like, wow, that was a hell of a match, but the ref's decision is final. It's like, 
aren't you guys supposed to be the good guys? What the fuck? And then, uh, and then Becky complain or Alexa complains to Danny Bryan about it on Talking Smack later. Which, by the way, when Alexa was leaving, it looked like her arm was fucking dislocated. I think fucking uh, Becky put that disarmor on her good. <laughs> and Daniel Bryan brought it up, too. He was like, my God, did you see her arm? <laughs> it's like, dude, she looked like she her arm was just, like, pulled out of the socket. But, yeah, it was, uh... That uh, I don't I didn't see every part of that match, but that that was a that was a brutal disarmor they put on her there. But yeah, she tapped out even though her foot was on that rope for a long ass time before she tapped out, and the ref just did not see it. So Becky is still champ. Um, Shane and Daniel are talking backstage. Uh, Shane and Danny Bryan are going to be going to Raw next week to talk about the Survivor Series. Um, the Miz and Maurice interrupt them. Uh, they're upset that Ziggler is facing Sami Zayn, which, by the way, Maurice is talking for Miz. Uh, because, fuck it. Uh, Danny Bryan explains. He's like, hey, look... Uh, uh, I made a deal with Raw, and uh, look, if if Kalisto wins, the, the cruiserweight division comes to SmackDown. So, uh, you know, just it's sort of a thing we got going on. Uh, you know, so like, it, it's, it's part of the deal since... If we give them, look, look, okay, look, this is how, this is how it's gonna go, Miss. Since I'm letting them fight for our Intercontinental title, then if they win, they get to keep the title. And in return, they'll let us fight for their Cruiserweight title. And if we win, we get to keep it and we get the cruiserweight division and all the people. So, huh. Yeah, that's the uh, deal right now. And uh and Danny Bryan says, "Look, the only thing you can do is if you want to on SmackDown 900 next week is uh you can have a match with Ziggler for that uh, Intercontinental title next week." And Maurice accepts challenge for Miz, so next week they're going to have an Intercontinental title match. Don't know what's going to happen there, but they're going to do it. So, uh, uh, also, Kurt Hawkins versus Apollo Crews. Uh, with uh, no Chuck Norris jokes for some reason, uh, thankfully. Uh, Kurt Hawkins wins. Yay, what? I think. I don't know, whatever. Uh, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper versus Dean Ambrose, Kane, and James Ellsworth. Uh, AJ Styles is on commentary for this match. Um, they actually work together. Um, like, Bray Wyatt actually tags Randy Orton in a couple times. See, I don't trust Orton. 
I think he's just doing that to fuck with Bray. Uh, I don't think Luke Harper trusts him either. <laughs> you can see Luke Harper has eyes on him all the time. And Bray Wyatt, I don't know what Bray Wyatt's thinking. I don't know <laughs> whether Bray trusts him or not. But Luke, the whole time Luke is like, I don't trust that motherfucker. <laughs> Luke has been the most entertaining part. His eyes are just like, I don't trust that Yankee boy. <laughs> I don't trust that boy. That Yankee boy, I don't trust him. He's a Yankee. I don't think we should let him in our family, boss. I kind of hope that if if Randy does try to turn on Bray, that maybe it was Bray doing that all along so that he would know. Like it was like a like a... Like, Bray was letting him in because he knew he was going to try to turn on him. So that Bray could keep Randy close. Like, the whole keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. It's possible, I mean. I think that'd be pretty badass. Like, he, he let him in on purpose. Or he could just be joining the family legitimately. Hell, I don't know. I don't care. I just hope Bray doesn't get fucked again. And then there's the the whole rumor that the whole reason, or not the whole reason, but that one, one of the things Undertaker's going to do when he comes back is fuck around with Randy Orton and the Wyatt family. And it's like, come on, Undertaker, haven't you fucked with the Wyatt family enough? <laughs> That's the only thing he's done for like... Like two and a half years now. I've come to fuck with the Wyatt family. You're doing it again, man! Fuck! <laughs> You've been doing it since WrestleMania 31! Come on! That's all you've been doing! You took a brief break to fuck with Brock Lesnar and lose, and then you went back to fucking with him again. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that didn't work. I guess I'll go fuck with Bray again. He doesn't have anything better to do, right? Anyway, uh... Yeah, they have... The only thing the Wyatts have to do is bring in Bo Dallas and call him Brother Bo. Because it sounds very similar to Brother Nero. Yeah, that's where I thought you were going. Uh, And instead of delete, it'll be escape or backspace. (laughs) Uh, so we got, uh, Randy, or whatever, uh, Randy, Bray, Luke, Dean, Kane, and James, um, only thing that really happened of, uh, note here is that near the end, um, well, actually throughout most of the match, there were tons of James Ellsworth chants, but near the end, everybody was down, Ambrose was close, and James tagged himself in, um... James tried to do the no-chin music. Oh, God. Uh, Wyatt caught it, gave him the Sister Abigail, and pinned his ass. So, Randy Orton, Bray, and Luke won. Go heels, I think. Um, But, I should mention, um, they were all going to attack Dean, because he was the only guy somehow left standing as he managed to get back up. But... 
um, Danny Bryan and Shane McMahon came out, and he's like, hey, hey, you guys are all supposed to be on the same team for Survivor Series. You fucking quit it. Quit it. And Danny Bryan comes out. With the, or he, he was already out, but his music was going, and he's like, all right, so I've decided who's going to be the last member on this team. Now, I was looking at my list. Now, you know, I could go with anybody on this entire roster. Now, my name is on the top of this list. Now, you know I can't pick it because I'm not medically cleared. And you're like, why did you say it then? <laughs> Damn it! And, uh, but there is another name right next to mine on the other side. And that's Shane McMahon. And he looks at Shane and, and Shane's like, no, no, and he's like, Shane, will you be the last member of the Survivor Series SmackDown team? And he's like, uh, yes, yes, yes. And they all start yesing, and yeah, Shane is the final member. Because. Why not? Yeah. And that was the end of SmackDown. Live. Which wasn't actually live because they were in Glasgow, Scotland. (sighs) (laughs) Well... I'll see it all for this week's episode of Beyond the Meta. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share. We're finally back. Survivor Series is going to be one of those shows. I have that feeling. Um, I know somewhere on Raw they did the biopic of the reason why Goldberg and Brock Lesnar were fighting. And Goldberg's um, whole thing was, Paul Heyman made fun of my wife and kid. Now, I'm going to fuck Brock Lesnar. By the way, did you see Goldberg slip? Yeah, I... what he? That was that was sad. This this match is going to be a disaster. <laughs> I think it is. I I really think it is. And I mean, it's like he got. I mean, you know, Rusev was out there just trying to be a good Samaritan and ta- be the guy to take the fall for him, and and Goldberg just tries to give him a simple knee and just falls on his ass. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a match, all right. It's gonna be a match. Something. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and we will see you all next week on Beyond the Network. Back in full swing. And again, if you guys voted, that's great. I'll figure why it is. Stop it. Seriously, just fucking stop. The world's not coming to a fucking end. Stop He's it. not even president yet. The world's not coming to an end. Stop the next day off Hitler. He's not going to build fucking concentration camps and throw a bunch of fucking universities. Stop it. Just fucking stop. Fucking grow up. And build the fact that you lost. And if you have a problem with it, Right now, the people are going to be stuck. But on that, 
We will see you all next week. Wrestling is decent. At least we have that for you. And, uh, guys, you know, this is kind of around the corner as well, so just enjoy the holidays while you can. You guys come back. Yeah.